fuck, 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 fuck. I mean, I, I really can't say it enough. Um, the best part of doing a podcast is I get to open it with explicit profanity when the Supreme Court does what the Supreme Court does, which is complete and utter bullshit. Yeah, you're listening to Red Leg Revolution, a show about community. I am C-dubs, and I am fucking pissed. I mean, y'all are probably too, given the news. Um, Today, the Supreme Court finalized their decision to overturn Roe v. Wade which was the law that made abortion legal in the United States. So the states that had already tried to make abortion a crime, all of their laws have gone into effect as of today. Missouri, I just saw on my socials, have already made efforts to enact their particular anti-choice, or, um, Sorry, I'm, I'm really pissed. I'm having a hard time thinking. Um, as well as the fact that I do not have a script for this. I haven't had time to sit down and write out my feelings. Uh, and I don't think I'm really going to have time to sit down and write out my feelings. I'm literally sitting about two blocks away from one of my clients' houses. I was commuting to Kansas City this morning for work. And it was just gnawing at me. I realize it's been a minute since I've done an episode. I've got a couple scripts written, and one of the scripts did briefly touch on this particular subject, but given the news today and the reactions that I have gotten from the people in my social circles, I felt like my very first episode, it's very important to add my voice on behalf of everyone who has a uterus, because this is taking away our human rights, And, well, their human rights, not mine, because, you know, I have balls, so I get to have some autonomy over my body to a degree. And, but yeah, I need to lend my voice. That's what I'm here for. That's what this show is about, is helping out our most marginalized people. And it's becoming more and more clear every day that we are all horribly marginalized in one way or another, and they're making efforts to marginalize certain demographics even more. And this decision that we knew was coming after the Supreme Court leak a month and a half ago, two months ago, but it still hurts, right? I'm I'm shook. I've had a couple friends already hit me up and be like, what should we do? And my response has been, yeah, we need to actually take a minute to breathe because I don't know about y'all, but all of my solutions would allegedly be called federal crimes. And I'm not ready to either get shot by a cop or spend the rest of my life in prison. Uh, So I'm going to probably have to really check what I'm saying because it, you know, I have a tendency to fly off the handle when I am not working off a script, which is the main reason I normally work off a script, because let's be honest, a lot of the stuff that I cover pisses me off in the same way that this does. So I do apologize for the weird background noise. Like I said, I am not in my studio today. I'm sitting in my car. It's raining. I'm parked on a street. 
So you might hear traffic, you might hear rain, you might hear somebody walk by. I Honestly, this is important enough that I'm not particularly worried about the audio quality. I am going to sit down when I get home and <clears throat> go ahead and try to clean it up a little, but I don't think I'm going to put too much effort into that because it's more important to get the message out. So if you're a fan of the show, which, you know, I have like a total of 10 listeners at the moment, uh, I highly recommend going back and checking out the very first episode of this show, the Texas special, where we covered the Texas abortion law that they were trying to enact that was going to be a direct challenge toward Roe v. Wade. Now they don't have to utilize it that way. So uh, it has a lot of my feelings about how we knew this was coming. <clears throat> I re-listened to it not too long ago for the first time and was like, wow, just call me fucking Nostradamus because, man, I called it. Which I just need to get out. A lot of us called it. <clears throat> a lot of the leftists who have been doing hard work for decades have seen this coming from day one. We knew it was going to happen under Joe Biden. There's all sorts of mistakes that the Democrats have made, primarily not codifying or making an effort to codify Roe v. Wade while they still had the chance. That would have required getting rid of the filibuster, but Democrats don't want to get rid of the filibuster because they utilize it when Republicans are in power. So in so many other ways, America is not a functional democracy, and this is just further proof of that. And I'm, I'm not surprised that it happened under Joe Biden. I'm not surprised that the Democrats didn't do anything actual to stop it, given the fact that you have issues like Biden in the 80s was uh, anti-choice, Hillary Clinton in 2016 picked an anti-choice vice president, they haven't codified Roe v. Wade. They made no effort to seriously stop the nomination and subsequent election of Brett Kavanaugh. There's um, RBG didn't step down. There are so many things that the Democrats could have done to make sure that this was safe. This one human right, if none other in America, but this one human right to bodily autonomy, right, was was like fixed to where it couldn't be challenged, it couldn't be taken away. So Democrats are just as culpable in this as Republicans. And honestly, if you disagree with that, feel free to get at me on the socials, fight me, okay? Come at me, bro, because I got the receipts. I've been looking at this stuff, researching it since it happened, uh, the original, like, you know, the original Roe ruling. I've done a lot of research and I've talked to a lot of people about this, including lawyers about this. And again, there's a lot of things that could have been done to protect this right and nobody did it. So as pissed as I am at the Republican Party for their efforts to take away bodily autonomy from everyone who has a womb, side note, i I might screw up my language because, again, I don't have a script written for this, but it, we need to acknowledge that not all people with wombs are women. The majority are, but there are definitely uh, trans men who have wombs, can still be affected by this ruling, 
and I feel very strongly that they need to be acknowledged and included in this conversation. So back to my original point, which I lost because, again, I'm mad and I don't have a script. <laughs> I'm, it's good to laugh. I'm, I'm so angry, but that, you know, just that little bit of laughter, I could feel some tension releasing in my body. So I'm just going to kind of meander on this and try to work out some of this stuff in my own head. If y'all want to join me for this journey or rant, uh, whatever you want to call it, I'm let's do it. OK, uh, we're going to go ahead and pop some ads in here because I have not recorded a podcast in a minute and I'm trying to get better at that. But uh, yeah. We'll be back. We'll talk about some potential solutions, but first, here's some ads. I just got my hours cut again. How can I pay my bills? Yeah, it sucks, especially since they only pay us minimum wage. But what can we do? Solidarity Man. That's right, fellow workers, it is I, Solidarity Man, champion of the working class, and it sounds like you need a union. A union? That's right. What power on earth is weaker than the feeble strength of one? So, a union makes us strong? That's right. Alone, you can do little to change your situation, but together, you can move mountains, and the industrial workers of the world are here to help. Huh? The IWW is a union for all workers, no matter the trade, job, or career, and we want to organize your workplace. Wow. Where can we find the IWW? In your hometown. The IWW has branches all over the world. Check out IWW.org to find your local membership board or join as an at-large member and start your own chapter. After all, our greatest superpower is working together. I must go. I hear another exploited worker calling for help. But remember, the working class and the employing class have nothing in common. Away! Deep in the swamps of Florida. Honeys. That a new plant? He dwells, waiting. Where did those seeds come from, honey? Silently. Oh my god, what is that thing? Sending seeds and stickers across the country. Ah! And spreading solidarity. Have you lost your mind, honey? We can't move to a sustainable commune in upstate New York. What's wrong with you lately? There's no stopping him. The Mighty Skunk Ape is on Facebook, and he's on a mission. Anarchy! No! Coming to a post office box near you, the Skunk Ape Liberation Union. Okay, we are back. I mean, I didn't go anywhere. I'm still sitting in my car being mad so anyway let's go ahead and jump into what i'm thinking like the biggest priority of this this issue right now is how we can help one another okay because abortions aren't going to end they're just going to become very deadly all of a sudden we're going back to the pre-row years where all abortions are going to be back alley procedures where there is danger 
involved in all of these because they are medical procedures. And if you don't have access to a proper surgical room or proper training or proper uh, materials or tools, that's how people die, right? So how we can help that's not allegedly me encouraging federal offenses uh, is the same things that we talk about a lot on this show, right? And I talked a lot about it in the Texas special episode, so I'm just going to kind of rehash. First and foremost is mutual aid, right? There is not, not every single state is going to have, at the moment, making abortion illegal, okay? For example, I live in Kansas. I am currently sitting about maybe a tenth of a mile from the Missouri state line. And at the moment, and we'll talk about this in a bit more depth in a minute, but at the moment, right, somebody could perform a legal abortion where I am sitting. If I were to go across the state line, it has been completely outlawed. And that same person would be a criminal as well as anybody involved with that procedure. So there are states where it is going to hopefully remain safe and sanitary for people to have abortions, okay? And it is incumbent on those of us who have the means and ability to help those uterus havers get where they need to be to take charge of their own reproductive health. So this could be something like donating GoFundMes. This could be something like helping provide cover to people who need to go out of state This could be driving people out of state, handling logistics stuff, getting people in contact you may know in other states. It's, this is why it's so important to expand our networks. And that's what I'm about. That's my big talent in this world. I strongly feel that's why I'm here to help connect people. And this is a time where it's, it's paramount for all of us to be expanding our networks because you may not know somebody in an abortion legal state but you know people who might know people. So make sure you're trying to make those connections and get in touch with one another and figure out for sure exactly how you can help people take charge of their reproductive health. Now, another thing we can do, and this I'm going to just very briefly touch on, is direct action. Direct action, as we've talked about before on this show, is utilizing the power that we have to get to the quickest point to enact change. So it won't happen, but like I would like to see every single union, trade union, service union, everybody, just go on strike. That's direct action. If all the women and uterus havers in, in America went on a sex strike, and refuse to have sex with anyone until this is overturned, I think that would have an effect. I forget which African country it was that had issues. I think it was with AIDS. I don't know. It's been a minute since I listened to the Behind the Bastards episode. But there was an African country where all the women were basically like, no, we're going on a sex strike till this law is changed. And guess what? Men are horny bastards. And I say that as a man. Real good way to get the laws change. So that's also a form of direct action. There are other types of direct action, as we've talked about in other episodes. 
and I highly encourage you to research direct action. And honestly, direct action also can take part as the mutual aid that we were just talking about. If you help one person take charge of their reproductive health, then that is direct action, whether you're you're donating or you're giving someone a ride. Now, <clears throat> what I don't think is direct action, because it doesn't work, it is not the most effective way to get something done, is contacting your representatives. Because again, I'm I'm really having to stop myself from getting into the weeds on the politics of this, but as we've established, there is no representation in this so-called representational democracy. I live in Kansas, right? My senators are both Republican and they're pro-choice. I do have a Democrat House uh, representative nationally, and our governor is a Democrat, but the ones who actually, you know, make laws, they're not going to answer your letters. They don't give two shits what you or I or Joe Blow cares about, right? Unless you're donating thousands of dollars and buying them, they don't give two shits what we say. So writing them letters, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if 99% of us were against this law, right? What matters is the vocal 1% that has the money and is willing to give it to these lawmakers, that's what matters. And it doesn't matter if we're talking about um, reproductive rights or income inequality, universal health care, gun control, any of it. It always boils down to who's going to pay them. And guess what? It's not you and me. We don't even have money for fucking food. How are we going to buy a politician? So it's totally erroneous to think that any type of working for change within the system is going to actually work, all right? Because if it was going to work, it would have worked by now, okay? We have seen this coming literally since the first decision has come down. But again, nobody did anything about it because if the Democrats had done anything about it, they couldn't use the specter of this happening to raise funds. So yeah, I'm mad about a lot of things, but that's definitely one that I'm super mad about. So we can help with direct action. We can help with mutual aid, but it's important that we help. It is important that you vocalize how you feel. Hold on one second. I, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm going to light this cigarette. It's a nice part about recording in my car. Anyway, it is important that you vocalize how you feel. All right. Your politicians and your lawmakers may not give two shits about how you feel about this or on any given subject, but we all have, the one thing we, we still have is our voice. And we all have different networks. We all have people who feel different ways about things. And it's important to show the people that, you know, our opponents to this, that we collectively, as those who have uteruses, those of us who support those who have uteruses and people who are just about bodily autonomy, that we are all together on this. So talk about it. I'm sure there will be events. I don't know. I haven't been on Facebook. I'm kind of scared. It's been an hour since I've been on Facebook. I probably have like 40 notifications to sort through, but I knew if I started getting into that, I would not be recording this right now. So go to protests, all right? Show up, have signs. If we manage to get a million people in the streets of Washington, D.C., then 
I think things would change real quick, right? When this ruling first came uh, leaked, right, a couple months ago, there were people protesting the Supreme Court at their houses, and they enacted all sorts of laws and regulations to make it where they couldn't no longer have people protesting at, how, at their houses. And that shows me that, yeah, they knew what they were doing is messed up, and they're scared of the power of the people, right? We just need to know how to harness that power in a productive way. This is just another crack in the dam of this country, and I'm, uh, y'all know, that's why I'm doing the show. This, this whole shindig is ending. The whole thing's falling apart. Fascism is not creeping up on us. It is here. And I really can't wait to have Amy and Amanda from These Are Bad Movies back on uh, to talk about how reproductive rights tie into fascism. But I, I feel bad enough that I'm recording this without a uterus haver. But again, it was important that I got this out today. So I, my mom is currently hanging out with me. I have not had her at my house for years and she happened to be here right now when this ruling came down and she's a bit more liberal than i am and so we disagree on a lot of stuff but this is one thing that we 100 percent agree on and i will never forget the look of terror and the tears in her eyes when i broke this news to her it it infuriates me like, I'm a Buddhist. I try not to let things, like, piss me off, right? But this affects so many people that I love. And it's not just abortion rights, okay? It's not just reproductive rights. This is the precedent that things like transgender rights, birth control, interracial marriage, this is the type of thing that the precedent that those are built off of. And you can be damn sure that the Christian right, that the hard right is going to be coming for every single one of these other rights. There's also the fact, and I, I really can't speak too much on this, but These Are Bad Movies did an episode on the Cider House Rules a couple weeks ago, and they're both lawyers, and they go real deep into this and explain it. But Roe v. Wade was also the basis of our privacy rights in this in this country. We had no right to privacy until Roe v. Wade. From what I understand, and I could be wrong, so I'm, I'm just clarifying, the crux of Roe v. Wade was you can't criminalize abortion because how would the government know that you got an abortion and you had some degree of a right to privacy unless, you know, you'd been proved to have committed a crime or whatever. So every single law that ties into our right to privacy is also at risk. So as pissed off as I am about how this is going to damage reproductive rights, I'm also terrified as to how this law is going to be applied in an increasingly fascist country. It's, yeah, there's just so much to it. And I can't, I can't even really like wrap my head around it, which is part of the reason that I am sitting here and doing this recording right now. So yeah, get involved y'all and build your communities, build your networks, 
do whatever you can. If you have the means to stock up on birth control, please do so. If you have the means to donate to mutual aid funds to help others stock up on birth control, please do so. Get this stuff while it's still legal because pretty soon it's not going to be legal. Oh yeah. So yeah, back to Kansas. Currently on the ballot for August 2nd, I believe, is a challenge to the Supreme Court decision that Kansans with a womb have a right to control what goes on with it. So the referendum is a direct challenge to that. Voting yes on that referendum is a vote against reproductive choice. Voting no on that referendum is endorsing the idea that people have a right to their own bodies and how they handle things and speak of things. So if you're in Kansas, then please, please, I mean, I did a whole episode on how voting's bullshit, and I'm pretty sure that I spoke as to why it's important to vote, even though it doesn't work at a federal level. Um, this is the type of reason that's important to vote, because you get out there and we have a potential to enshrine this right, and, well, not enshrine it, but just to say, like, no, we're not going to take this challenge now. To that end, go register to vote. I believe like the second week in July is the deadline to register to vote in the August 2nd election. And while I'm at it, if you're in Missouri, I don't believe you have any type of measure like this on your ballot, but if you're in the Kansas City area, uh, I highly endorse Maite Salazar, who is running for the House, the Missouri House representation. So go vote for them. They are an incredible activist in the community. I feel very honored to be able to work with Maite and go do your part in Missouri. But yeah, over here in Kansas, go go vote. Go vote no on, I forget what the amendment number is. I'm really sorry. I did not do my notes for this, but I think you all understand. And do what you can to help protect this in Kansas because Currently, people from Missouri can go to the Planned Parenthood in Overland Park and get necessary life-saving procedures done. If and when this constitutional amendment in Kansas passes, we'll all have to go to Colorado. And I make that drive frequently because I love camping out there and there are other laws that I that are enacted in Colorado that are not in Kansas. So it's a long drive, y'all. I personally like it. I think that it is a beautiful drive, but it's not one you want to take out of medical necessity. It's one that you take to enjoy it. And if you're going there because you're a reproductive refugee, probably not going to enjoy it so much, you know? So definitely get out and vote in the next election and get involved in your community, either on a one-on-one basis with people that need help or go to Planned Parenthood and help out, get in touch with any of the organizations that are doing good work to try to save this right and go get involved with them. I, I can't stress enough how important it is that we all get involved on a community level. Like, like I said, go vote, voting is important. 
but too many people think voting is the end game and they don't have to get involved on a community level. And I would hope that this decision proves for once and for all that voting is not enough. It's never enough because when you're voting in a fascist system, then no matter what you're voting for, you're voting for a fascist. And again, I don't care if you're talking Democrat or Republican. Go check out our episode of, on fascism and you'll see exactly how the Democrats are bringing in fascism as quickly as the Republicans. So it's that much more important to get our boots on the ground and organize within the community and fight alongside our comrades to protect those who have a hard time protecting themselves because of how unbalanced this community is. Yeah, it's it's a shit show, y'all. And I am not a happy camper. I have a lot of thoughts that, again, I'm, I'm not going to share because, you know, don't want to get in trouble. But I am, again, this is, this is the world we live in. The last script I wrote that I was actually going to record this week with a comrade and then got sidetracked by life talks about all the other ways that the world is currently falling down around our ears, including, you know, the high gas prices, the price gouging by the oil companies and the grocery companies and everybody, the high cost of rents, the increased homelessness, the mass shootings where cops don't do anything. There's just so much that's happened. I, I just want to point out just that's happened since Joe Biden was elected. Is it Biden's fault? Not all of it. I'm not going to lay claim or lay blame at his feet that he doesn't deserve, but I'm definitely getting a emperor's fiddling while Rome burns. And not just from Biden, but from the majority of Democrats. And every single day that passes, I see more and more how elections, po uh, political parties, representatives, it, it's not going to work. The system has never worked, and it's not just going to magically start working because of wishful thinking. I'm all about manifesting. I'm all about power of positive thinking and all that. But at the same time, people have been trying to change this shit for 240 years or something now. And the only changes we ever get is it getting worse. Even the stuff that shouldn't or should have been making the world better, right, just made it worse. I'm looking at the uh, amendment that ended slavery. Like, we don't have chattel slavery anymore, but now we have more African Americans under lock and key in the prison system where they can still be used as slaves, still treated like shit, still fed shit, still beaten, beaten with no legal recourse, and that applies to so many other things. So it's, it's all falling apart. It's all fucked. And there's no hope for this country anymore. But at the same time, as I always do, I, I greatly urge you to not give up hope. All right. There's no hope for the country as the corporation that it is. But there is still hope for all of us. And if we band together and if we do what we can to help one another, then maybe eventually we can get this right and all the other rights back that have been taken from us over, you know, the past 200 years. So, yeah. 
I could probably go on, but at this point I'm, I'm just going to be repeating myself and yelling curse words over and over and over. So we open the show with that. We, we don't really need to go back to it. So yeah, I am C-Dubs. You're listening to Red Leg Revolution. Thanks for tuning back in after our hiatus. I wish it hadn't been under these circumstances, but hey, the one plus side, it motivated me to get out my damn mic and do some recording again. You can find us on social media at Red Leg Revolution on pretty much every platform except Twitter, which is Red Leg Pod. And like us, follow us if, on your preferred podcast service. Please like us, recommend us, give us a good rating. We're trying to do good work in the community, and I'm really hoping to get my crap together to where we can do more episodes more frequently because, again, it's all falling down around our ears. So remember, even as it's all falling down around our ears, that our only hope is each other. I'm out. I'm, I'm going to go swing a hammer and work some fucking anger out. Y'all stay safe and take care of one another. Peace.